0: No, you, you two cannot enter the podcast unless you know the the password. Do you it's guys know what the password? It's incorrectly. Password. There we go. <laughs> incorrectly. That's the password. <laughs> and that folks is how we're going to start Geeky Show ever this week. We're uh, we're talking password managers today. Um, we, we not all of them just the ones that we're familiar with. So it's going to be like LastPass and OnePassword. But before or
1: roll your we get own. To that, or we must what talk, doesn't work?
0: Yeah, roll your own. Yeah, uh, you know, a sheet of paper, bad.
2: Probably. Napkin, even but,
0: worse. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, memory terrible. Uh, but you know, the most important thing before we get to that, we must talk about our weather because you know it's uh, uh, it's in the bylaws of the uh, uh, <laughs> show ever that we must we must discuss our weather. Just mm-hmm. uh, you know, for no other reason to annoy Mark if he's still listening to us. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll start out. It's uh, I won't quite say fall weather, but it doesn't seem like Shh. August either. Shh. 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 Don't mention <laughs> that word. You. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that weather isn't word. as bad as, yeah, that weather isn't as bad as the W word. That sucks.
1: That's true. Um, we'll give you that.
0: This, I can live with fall weather. but uh, So our temperatures this week, we may get up into the 80s, but otherwise it's going to be like mid to high 70s. Hopefully no rain for a while. We've had, oh, I suppose, close to three inches in the last week, which for us is uh, weird because that's like our total rainfall for July. Um so uh, we're green around here, which is just weird. Um, we're mowing grass, and it's, and it's like we're mowing grass every not even a week apart. Uh, it's growing that fast, and, uh, it, and we're getting so much grass, cl- so many clippings on the lawn now. It's like a silage pile out there. It's just getting bad. So um, that's, that's for here. So, uh, Melissa, what, uh, do I even want to ask what your weather is?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't want to know. It's, it's really bad.
0: <laughs> hot, hot and dry?
2: It is so bad that my poor kiddo tried to go out like he attempted to go out and mow the lawn like we don't really have much of a lawn but you know after we had this pitiful pitiful monsoon season like I don't even know if I can call a season we barely got anything so that's probably gonna have some pretty bad repercussions for later I don't want to even think about that but yeah needless to say it's been very dry but the little bit of rain that we have gotten, you know, everything around here just goes poof. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just sprinkles a little bit and stuff starts to grow. So my son tried to go out and mow the lawn and he practically, he was like literally, I think he was literally suffering from heat exhaustion. I mean, we told him, you know, drink, he put on a hat and covering, you know, he had sun protection on and all that stuff. But it was so stinking hot. Both the kids were out like we weed whacking and stuff. And it was so hot that like he was throwing up, he was feeling nauseous. And we're like, Ooh. yeah, that's time to come in. That's not good. So... No. So yeah, we're no. going to have to just wait on that for a while, but it's it's going to be we had some record-breaking heat over the last couple of days where it was like up in like 110 and it looks like we're going to inch back up that way later this week because Tuesday I mean Monday it's it's already 104 degrees. Tomorrow it's going to be the same. Tuesday it's going to be 108 and then it won't start going back down down the scale a little bit till Wednesday 107, 102. And then oh boy, the coolest will be Saturday on at 92. Oh boy. Oh boy.
0: Uh, cool, cool yeah. way. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alisa, I hope it's still swimming pool weather where you're at, eh, at least. Not as much. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's It's been really sad. It's It wasn't like July, which has already been put out as the hottest record, hottest July ever, as long as they've been keeping records, and I can attest to that because I was in the pool every single day. This last two weeks has just been—it's been hit and miss. Like today, I didn't even get out there until about two o'clock because it was so cloudy all morning. So, but once the afternoon came, the clouds dissipated and it was nice. It got up to about eighty-six. Now, right now, I'm looking at the weather app. It's saying scattered thunderstorms, but it's not doing it here, and it's not supposed to, from what they said on the news tonight. It's supposed to be north and south of us, but according to my app, it's raining right now. 78, tomorrow is supposed to be about 90 and mid 90s with the uh, heat index, mid 80s on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then starting Thursday, it's going to start getting down into the mid to upper 70s, which makes me cry. Mm. I'm
0: OK with that because uh, school starts uh, Wednesday here and uh, we got air conditioning now as of about two years ago. So it's not that big a deal. But if you have to go outside and and do stuff, having it a little cool out there to do things is fine. I'm sure the the football players like it being kind of cool. But um, yeah, like I say, for August, um, you know, it's it's weird weather. But, you
1: know, uh, <laughs> I texted a friend of mine the other day. And I said to her, I said, good news, bad news. I said, the good news is in two weeks, we go see Peter Frampton. The bad news is that <laughs> Does means he it's always September. Play in September? <laughs> no, no. It's just, oh, that's the, the date of the concert. Oh,
2: you've already hit it there. And,
1: you know, so it's one of those things where it's, you know, yay, we get to see each other and we're going to a concert together. But the bad sure. news is that means it's September, which means you know, people start getting their cool pools closed. Back here, for mm. us, it's when school starts, because uh, around here, we go back right after Labor Day. So, depending on your school district, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. For us, it's, it was Thursday, right after Meanwhile, Labor we Day. we've been at it for three weeks means, already. <laughs> yeah, which means sure. the fall. I mean, even tonight, when my husband and I were having dinner, every time they said something like, fall sale going on, or whether... We just looked at each other and said, one, two, three, flip the TV, the bird. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like I say, I'm okay. I'm down with the fall weather. It's just when it goes beyond that because yes. it's the the cold and the S word that mm-hmm. uh, really kind of get to me. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm trying not to dwell on it too much because, yeah, like you say, first comes summer, then comes fall, then comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um Yeah. And that's what I'm trying not to dwell on too much. It's, it's fine right now. Uh, everything's cool. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm good with that. But, uh, but like I said earlier, we're going to do, uh, we're gonna compare password manage, managers here. Um, I, uh, I guess I'm kind of representing the last pass camp, and you two are going to kind of do one password, and we're just going <laughs> to kind of you know uh, compare features back and forth, what we like, what we don't like. Uh, I've kind of got pricing up here, although from what I can see – I think pricing is comparable, more or less, uh, between the two. Because um, LastPass, now let's see what is this for? Is for one person? Is it two ninety nine a month? Am I reading that right?
2: For for LastPass, that I'm not sure about. For
0: yeah. oh no, for, for uh, one password, one password it is, I'm for I'm a sorry. single
2: person, it's yeah. two ninety nine a month. Yeah. But you have to read the, the fine print. That's when it's billed on an annual basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, fine print. Yeah, as always. Uh, and then for a family, it's about $5 mm-hmm. a month. And I'm guessing, again, too, that's the billed right. annually. So, so you're looking uh, at
2: $35, say $36 for a single individual per year. For a family, you're looking at close to $60. Bucks. It's fifty-nine eighty-eight as it works out here. Now, I don't know about – I don't know if they're going to assess tax on it or not because when I went and purchased the standalone, which we'll talk about in a little bit they did assess tax on it. I did have to pay a tax on it. So I don't know how that's really going to shake out. I mean, of course, that's just the, that's the pre-tax dollar. So I don't know what it's really going to shake out. Depends on where you live and the taxes
1: here are pretty high. So, so it could be significantly more than that.
2: Okay. And And the nice thing is
1: with the family plan, you can have extra people for a dollar more. That's true.
0: Right. Um, Okay. Now for LastPass, um, for one user... It's free, but I think that's only on like one device. Um, If you want it to sync to uh, your, like I do, because I've got uh, it installed on all my browsers and on my phone and all my tablets and everything. So if you want that, then you have to go with the premium, which is $3 a month for one user. And then their family plan, which is up to six users, is $4 a month. So um, and that's the, both of those are the build annually, uh, way of doing it. Um, but so I think price wise, they're fairly comparable. I don't know if you have to go beyond six users, what, uh, last plan is, but, uh, um, six users, I mean, uh, cause I've got that because I got my wife and me and I'm thinking about having the rest of my kids try to encourage them to use a password manager, get, you know, better passwords and, and such, and if they can, you know, do it for free. And then this way, too, there's the added benefit <clears throat> that I can set up. Um, I should bring up my vault here so I have it handy. Uh, you can set it up with a uh, got to make sure I get their wording right here – an emergency access. So uh, I could have, like, uh, my son uh, grant him emergency access – so that if he has to get in to do take care of stuff, he can, and then we can share passwords between each other if we want. Um, I haven't really got into the family side of it yet, but I'm thinking about uh, uh, doing that. And then uh, you can manage your family in here, who is on there, and
2: that's really uh, important. It's definitely something that I'm going to be considering for the future. I have – my mom just got an iPhone. Now my parents are divorced, so it's kind of tricky to, to help them out with stuff like that. But at least with my dad and I, we have that kind of morbid conversations. We have those <laughs> those those that morbid kind of relationship where we do have those kinds of conversations about end-of-life planning and things like that. So um, that would be really, really important because as it stands right now, he is using it, and he's just using iCloud to sync. And occasionally, like, he'll sync it in Dropbox, but – we end up having to kind of like manually share the stuff between us. And then, like, for example, I just was learning a whole lot about Social Security Administration. And back when he set it up, I remember trying to help him through that. And the password was like a nightmare. This right here, just for for older individuals who are at the age of where they have to start, you know, claiming their benefits and stuff, when you set up your account with My Social Security, I think it's ssa.gov, and then you click on My Social Security, you have to set up an account. And I like the fact that it's it's really secure. But trying to help somebody else navigate through this who is unfamiliar with this stuff is a nightmare. Uh, the at least they do. A lot of places do not give you the password recipe where they tell you what your password what your password must be comprised of. At least the Social Security Administration does, and it's really funky. It's like. Uh, I have a screenshot of it somewhere that I can maybe put in the show notes or something, but it's pretty wild. It's like it, you know, you can't have any characters in succession, can't have any characters that repeat. It has to be, you know, so many digits long, has to have a combination of capitals and lowercase. I mean, that's the standard kind of stuff, but they go a step further with the non-repeating characters. And then you're allowed to have, you you must have uh, characters. I think you have to have at least one character, but it can only be these certain characters. And then they give you a list of the characters, So after you get through all that, now the thing about having a password manager, now I assume LastPass does this, but I know that 1Password does this, and it's one of the the most important features, is that you can set the parameters for that password recipe within 1Password, and you can tell it, yes, this is what I need to feed it. This is what I need to, you know, it's like bake. I tell people it's like baking a cake. This is the recipe we need. These are the ingredients that we need. So you tell it what you need, and then it comes up with a password for you. The problem is that... It's really tricky trying to teach someone how to, how to drag the little sliders. I wish that those sliders maybe gave some kind of tactile feedback or something. It's really tricky because you go to drag the slider and, like, the whole little square drag. So that's been a tricky thing to kind of navigate with, you know, trying to show somebody how to do um, it. You know what I mean?
0: Sliders. Sliders for what? Sliders
2: no. for in, when you're in the iOS app, at least, when you're generating a new password, it's where the password generator okay. is. There's an Run, area... I, This isn't 1Password, so I'm not sure what it looks like in LastPass. But say you're making a new password, and let's see, generate new password. So there's there's two squares that slide over. So you'll see that there's dots below it. There are individual sliders inside of those squares that have um, input, I would say. So you have a choice between characters or words. So you can automatically generate either a series of characters or a series oh. of words with hyphens or with whatever you, you decide to separate them sure. with. Sure. Okay, so
0: that's what I was asking about, because yeah. um, I'm looking at the LastPass, the app on the phone, because mm-hmm. I brought up the one on the computer, and there's one slider, and that's for the length of your password. And then mm-hmm. there's check boxes that you can click on, Uh, whether you yeah, want uppercase, lowercase numbers. so with a pointing device
2: numbers. and a mouse, yeah. it's probably a little bit easier, but trying to... Trying to convey, and especially if you're doing it remotely, it's even worse, trying to convey where they're supposed to put their finger on that slider. And if you're working with people with arthritic hands or essential tremors, it gets really interesting. Let me just well, put it that way. Is
0: it is it one of those sliders? Because these here you can tap on. You don't necessarily have to slide them.
2: You yeah, can you, tap you, on
0: to turn them on. You off. could
2: tap. You could tap. But the problem is that okay. if you tap and you kind of wiggle, the whole square slides over a little bit. So it just makes it a little uh, challenging. Um, oh. but so you got to go, you know, drill down into all those sliders and figure out, you know, how many what the length is you want, how many digits you want to have, and how many symbols. And then, then you're stuck with okay, well, it gave me some symbols, but those are not the symbols that I'm allowed to have. So you could just what I usually do is just because it's difficult to try to track where the dots are, and where within the sequence, you place your finger to try to change the the character, I usually just have them delete the character and then add a, I'm talking about special characters like ampersand, sure. asterisk. I usually just have them add, you know, look at the list and see what it tells you like this is what is available to you. And then say say it's an exclamation point, just put an exclamation point on the end of it or as close as you right. can get, you know. And then yeah, so um, after you get through all of that, after you finally generate a good password that that meets
1: their criteria, it expires every 180 days. I was going to say oh. I <laughs> thought that you every 6 months you need to put a new password into yep. social yep. security
2: So it's, you know, it's just one of those things where, see, now, again, having a password manager, for people like us, we're like, yeah, no big deal. I have a password manager. All I have to do is go in my password manager and tell my password manager to generate a new password. Now, so you don't have to go through that all. Just change a couple of the characters, like on the end of it or something, just to make it unique. You know, it's going to be a bunch of gobbledygook. Just change a couple on the end and add a new character, and then there you go. And the nice thing about it is because, you know, in a system like that, I'm just picking on the Social Security Administration because you know, it's, it's something that you can pick on like that. That gives you a good example Uh, because you have to change it so many times and they say they'll, they'll probably keep like some kind of database or they'll probably know if you use the same password. So one password will keep a history of all the previously used passwords that you had used before so that, you know, like, Oh, well, did I use that one already? And you can look back through the history. (laughs) Oh, lucky you, Elisa. That looks pretty. Yeah. If you hear
1: noise in a little while, we're expecting a major thunderstorm that we weren't expecting an hour ago when we were watching the news. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> if we lose Elisa. We'll
1: know where she went.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Bzz. laughs>
0: yeah, oh, my. If it, if, if it suddenly goes quiet, we have not muted her. Mother Nature yeah. has. Yeah. Uh, mother, mother Nature has the ultimate there. Um,
2: so the point that I'm making yeah. is that password managers are really essential in this day and age for that very reason. Because of either having to generate a password that is secure enough, or being able to change a password that needs to change regularly, those are two major just intro areas to talk about as far as why you need a one, why you need a password manager, whether it's one password or, or LastPass. Pass It's something better than trying to keep writing stuff down. And, you know, I work with a lot of people and I teach a lot of people password hygiene and I, I see, you know, stuff that they use and it's like they'll, they'll make a password that has to do with the thing. So for example, I'll just pick on social security again. Their password might be social security admin um, is awful or, you know, like they, they'll, they'll make some kind of word or sentence or something or they'll just keep adding a word onto it or social security for you. You know, they'll just they'll make up something <laughs> that makes sense to them, thinking that they'll remember it. But it's like we're past that stage, people. We can't just keep memorizing these things anymore. It's it's just it's getting really
0: us. Oh, no. Because I mean, one, if you were to ask me what any of my passwords are, I couldn't tell you. I have no, no clue. They're all like, yeah, yeah gobbled. Me
1: neither. Me neither. Yeah, they're all gobbling. See, one really important reason to use a password manager, whether it's LastPass or One Password, is software licenses. So as oh, soon yeah. as I get a new piece of software, I immediately make another entry into 1Password with the version number, the key, the license key, the website, who it's licensed to, the email that it was licensed to, all the pertinent information. If there was a receipt involved, I put a copy of the receipt in there. And what's great about that is if you ever decide to wipe out your computer, you want to start from mm-hmm. scratch, when you re-download all those apps, you've got all your licenses in one spot.
2: Yep. One password is like the I, first thing that I install. Yep.
1: I mean, you hear yep. people going, well, I went through my email and I couldn't find the email receipt for such and such, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my Microsoft office, uh, that I purchased and I couldn't find the license code for it and I couldn't use it. Well, put everything in one password. It's right there. Yep, Makes yep. life so much easier.
0: And same way with, uh, uh last pass uh, you can uh, you can keep that stuff you can keep secure notes in there yep. so i keep notes in there because i'm the in charge of our trust for the farm so i need to have everyone's social security number mm-hmm. if i for mm-hmm. tax purposes and such so i have that in there i have the combination to the safe in there um mm-hmm. uh so you know we can i am not going to memorize the safe combination that my my i forget what i had for dinner let alone what safe combination right so you keep that kind of stuff in there uh any important information uh that you need to have uh, the kids with social security numbers you know any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's all there and i keep my uh credit card uh information in there which is really nice because uh or well except it enables you to spend money but it's really <laughs> nice if you're buying something and you go in there and you can have it auto fill your yeah. credit card yeah, information Even just
2: from a security standpoint i definitely do that because you know what if someday you're on a website and there's a key logger that's installed somehow and they can record your individual keystrokes if you're just copying and pasting then i think it makes it a little bit trickier for that
1: yeah. Plus, you know, for me, I've got a separate entry for my credit cards and I have mm-hmm. right on there, not just all the numbers, but the bank that issues it, the phone number in mm-hmm. case I have to call them, what my credit limit is, when, I, you I know, when it I always tell expires. people just to
2: have all that stuff on there because then if ever your wallet is stolen, mm-hmm. you have all that information at your fingertips. And especially because you can format the yep. field as a telephone number, then you can just tap call and it'll dial the number for you.
1: Oh, here it comes. Do you uh, hear it? I hear the rain, yeah. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> okay. getting poured on. Like I said, it wasn't supposed to happen an hour ago Watch watched the news. They said, it's going to be north. It's going to be south. All of a sudden, it's pouring, and there's going to be thunder. Um, the other thing, uh, let's see. Oh, I also have my passports in here. hmm You know, everything is in there. Driver's under license. The, yep, driver's license. Under secure notes, I also have, like, uh, security questions. If mm-hmm. it's something that doesn't fit under a login, I just, what I do is, you know, for your security questions, if they say, what's your mother's maiden name, and -hmm. your mother's maiden name is Smith, you don't put Smith. Mm -hmm. I think for one of them, I have aluminum foil.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that blows Mm -hmm. people's mind. They're like, they think they have to provide the correct answer. It's like, no, there's no rule saying you have to provide the correct answer. You just have to provide an answer. And Mm -hmm. as long as you can get it, that's all that matters. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm still kind of lazy. I haven't quite gotten to that point yet. But you know, all this stuff is kind of irrelevant if it's not you know easy to use. Now I was now does one password does that have like browser extensions or how does oh, yeah. it deal yeah. with browsers?
2: Yep. Okay, there's uh, there's so there's the main so if you're if you're talking about on a computer screen there's the main app. And we just keep that in the dock at the bottom. And then there's what they call 1Password Mini. And that's mm-hmm. a menu bar. I guess you call it a menu load, yep, it's in the menu that bar. That hangs out. Yep. And I use that more than anything. And yes. what's great about that is you don't have to open up the whole – you don't have to app open up the app. You can just use Mini to get to the things. And I'll just keep the things that I use the most frequently in the favorite section. And so all I have to do is just navigate there and then just, you know, log in. And then there is a, a – a browser extension that you can install on the, the major browsers, you know, right. Chrome, Firefox, oh. Safari, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I okay. have it all on the browser extension, but I never use it like you, Melissa, I use the, mm-hmm. the menu bar, you know, because yeah. I'm always buying things online. You know, you go to Amazon or you go, to, well, Amazon already has the credit card, but places that don't have your credit card on file, I just click on that, pick the credit card, pay.
2: You know what's great about having something like that is I have stopped, I have cut down on so many of my bookmarks, You know how you used to save a lot of bookmarks Mm -hmm. like this, like say Amazon or places where you go to shop regularly or travel places or any, any, really any website that you have to log into on a, on a frequent basis. We used to keep that bookmarked. And what would you do? You would go to your bookmarks and then you would pick the the website that you want to log into and then you would fill it. I don't do that anymore. Now I don't even keep them bookmarked anymore at all, so I've stripped down my bookmarks. I don't have nearly as many as I used to have to keep, and all of those website URLs are now stored in the password manager, and I access them from the password manager instead of going to the website directly, and, and I'll tell you why that's important too, and I've, I train my seniors on this. A lot of them will, just out of habit, they will Google. The website that they're looking for. So let's say they were looking for. Now here's here's a gotcha. I watched somebody uh, almost get hacked this way. In fact, I think they may have actually. There was a cutesy little um, online greeting card uh, website, and it it had the name of a woman. Like I I'm, I'm gonna butcher it. I'll just make it up. I I want to say it was like Kathy Lawson or something like that. But they would go and they would look it up, and instead of spelling it, and it wasn't spelled Kathy like C A T H Y, it was like. K-A-T-H-E-E or something like that. And the spammers or the scammers know that people are going to mistype this. So they went and registered the URL. So I watched people go and Google for that. And they go and they click on the very first thing that shows up, which is an ad for that website. And what does it do? It takes them to a site where it tries to trick them into installing a nefarious Flash plugin. And then that gets them hacked. And I've actually had to rescue somebody who did something similar. It wasn't greeting cards, but it was like a puzzle game that they were playing. And they clicked on something that, that popped up that scared them, that said, oh, your your computer's infected. And, you know, people just fall for this stuff really easily these days. And, you know, I feel so ter- Like, my heart bleeds for these people. You know, like, it's not their fault. And they get really easily tricked into stuff. And even if they don't get tricked into it, this is what really frustrates me is they may know that they shouldn't click on that. But The way that the pop-ups are designed, they're designed in such a way that they end up maybe following the mouse or something, and so they end up as a target, and they're just simply trying to click to get away from it or to click to close it, and they end up clicking it instead by accident. And then they really think that that they've been hooked. Then they really think that they have a virus. So it's really scary. And so that's why for anything where people have an account, even if it's just a simple a uh, place where you purchase greeting cards or, or something online that you log into regularly, even if it's like once a year or something, don't store it in the browser. Don't Google for it. Don't search for it. Just get the correct URL, the one that you know that is secure, that shows you the padlock, the green text, all that, and put that in one password in the URL section. And that, that way, you're guaranteed that you always go to the safe site. And then on top of that, uh, 1Password has a feature called Watchtower, Mm -hmm. and it will notify you when there has been a site that's been compromised. So that's another compelling reason to store the URL right in in the database itself. Mike, does LastPass have something like Watchtower Mm -hmm. where it will actually watch over things? Um,
0: Yeah, let's see. It will – I don't know if it will do that necessarily, but it will pop up and say um, that – your uh that your password is weak um or mm. that you should update it there's a, a security check in and i don't know let's mm. see here um we'll let you know if they're compromised
2: because there's that i uh, haven't delved into too much but there's that um site where it talks about if you were pawned or not
0: right i don't know that that does that now let's see here uh it has the security challenge and that will come on no here we go. uh secure oh where they, here security challenge okay yeah uh What's a security? and it will go through and test your uh password uh your passwords and see if they're you know complex enough yeah if oh, they haven't uh-huh. been changed in a while yeah I don't know that it monitors uh websites for any possible um uh problems like that uh, um Whoa. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah I just get up and close the window. Now.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, does LastPass do something like, um, say, you go to, uh, you go to Google.com, and for some reason you spelled it wrong, and it does it come up with like a warning, telling you that you're not no. at the site you think you are because Last One um, Password will do that. If you yeah, think no. you're at you think you're at you know, uh website A, but really it's fake, it'll let you know so that you don't put in your password
0: no it doesn't it has uh, doesn't have a feature like that um like I said, I think from the security standpoint, it'll do kind of an audit of your your passwords uh and like I say make sure that they're you know complex and safe and uh you have uh, that they're getting old, you need to redo it but I think that's about the extent I don't know that it actively checks uh, i have never had it actively checked. Websites like that and pop up any uh, warnings like that. So I guess that's the difference between the two, that that offers one password uh, offers you um, false uh, website names or however you want to put it, or fishy or uh, if they're not secure. Mm hmm. Um, this
2: one will also tell you, uh, like one here, it says this item can be filled on an HTTP page, which is not secure. Use HTTPS instead. I mean, I've I've been using this for like over a decade or something. So I've got a lot of old uh, URLs for stuff that I haven't used in a while and I'll click on it. And there'll be a, a, a big orange banner across the top. So I don't know, it's just it's it's really good at um, it's really good at educating you and helping you learn more about good password and login hygiene and what kind of pitfalls to look at, look for. And it's a really yeah. good visual indicator.
0: Well, I don't think we're going to hear from, um, Elisa. Yeah, for we lost Elisa. Lost power. Um, <laughs> so this could uh, be interesting. And I just texted and thankfully Melissa was on the ball here. Some idiot <laughs> forgot to press record button when we started <laughs> talking. So no, I'm going to have funny. to get that copy of the, uh, uh, yep, recording do. from you when we're done. Thank you. Uh, save my stupid butt. But speaking of saving stupid butts, um, I'm assuming uh, 1Password has some sort of uh, two-factor authentication.
2: It, it does. It is so cool where you can use a QR code.
0: Okay, that's different. So, um, cause,
2: so tell me what your, ver- what your version of, of two-factor authentication means. Like give me an example of a place where you've logged in.
0: Uh, well, what it'll do is uh, when you log into your password manager, uh, okay. it won't be oh, – you could probably enable it. I don't think I do because it would be kind of annoying. Um, i got to stop and think now. There, you can find uh, – there is some phone control for um, – uh, websites, Because I think for like my bank and credit card sites, the most important ones, I think I have it. Um, what do I have to do? Maybe it's two factor. What it'll do is you install an authenticator app on your phone and it doesn't have to be last passes. Uh, I wonder if I can bring that up now. Um, So
2: authenticator is, is what, what I was looking for. So yes, one password has it built in. So say for example, Google is a good uh, illustration of that. I have two factor authentication set up for Google. So whenever I log into, or Facebook would be another one. um, When I log into either one of those sites, if it's been a while and it's kind of timed out or something, you know, you can set parameters for, for how long, I think it's, you know, every couple of weeks or so, if you have to log in, it'll ask you for a verification code, Right there in that entry for 1Password, if you've set it up previously, and, and the, the website will give you a way to do that with a QR code, and I'll talk about that in a second, okay. too. Um, it sure. used to be that you had to set it up with, the, with your phone and use the camera on your phone to scan the QR code. And what that would do is then give you the area where it will automatically, every 30 seconds, it will generate a new two-factor authentication verification code. And okay. this so new y- version of OnePassword 7, you can now do that on the computer screen. It'll give you an area within the database entry where you can click a button and it'll it'll give you like a camera on screen that you click and it snaps that QR code and sets up that two factor authentication for you. It is the coolest okay.
0: thing. Uh see what um LastPass does is uh you have a separate app, last you can well, there's several ways you can do it. There's a LastPass authenticator, mm-hmm. uh, or you could use Google Authenticator or Microsoft, uh, Cooper, Duo uh, Transit. There's a few here. Um, and what you do is when you go to open it, there will be this, uh, like say you log into your password manager, it will say, uh, your it, thing will come up on your phone. So your phone is your authenticating device. So mm-hmm. the uh, uh, authenticator app will pop up. You open it up and say, you know, something's logging in, press OK to uh, to uh, authentic, authenticate the login from wherever mm-hmm. you're logging in. Or if that won't work, it'll also give you a code that you can type in. Um, like, say, if you're using a public computer and you don't want anything stored on there, you can just type in this code. Uh, you know, it's a temporary code that will expire, but it will let you uh, log in. And check things, and it, like I say um you've got uh several that you can choose from uh if you use a lot of uh, like google authenticating uh you could have it do it for you too but uh I use the Last pass because that one is i think google what you'd have to do is you'd have to type in a uh, uh, the numbers at least with the uh, uh last pass authenticator it pops up you just press the ok button and you're you're in like Flynn.
2: And it puts um, it in there for you, yeah.
0: Yeah, it just says, you know, you've been authenticated. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I was going to try and look here and see what kind of granularity um, you have for a site. Okay, advanced settings. So, yeah, you can require a password reprompt uh, or you can auto log in or you can uh, disable autofill. So, yeah, and maybe for, like you say, the your clientele, You could maybe have it do the autofill so Mm -hmm. when they log into or go to a site, the uh, stuff will automatically, you know, um, be filled in and they don't have to, you know, because like on LastPass um, in your, your username and your password field, there'll be a little square there. And you'll mm-hmm. click on Now, like in the case for me, where I have several Google accounts, you click on it, and a uh, drop-down menu will pop up which account do you want to log into. And then it will automatically mm-hmm. log in the uh, username and the password for the specific um, account. Yep,
2: so that's that kind of handy. Yep, it's very handy. Now, let me ask you something. We were talking about, you know, it's, it's only as good as it is if it's accessible, so if it's easy to use. I also was going to say that it's only as good as if, you can fam- if your family can access it if something happens to you. So, what do you have? Something set up where if you have a stroke or something happens where you can't get at that information? Does a does a spouse or one of your kids have access to it then?
0: Well, with are my, you
2: using that feature?
0: I haven't yet. I just uh, today I started. Um, I went through. I because we're doing this today, I actually went through and got rid of some old passwords that was in there. So I started the act of, you know, cleaning it up, getting it set up. And, um, since I have the family plan, um, I want to get my kids set up on it, encourage them to use password managers. Um, cause it Do won't, any
2: of them now use it, who uh, else in the family uses something?
0: Um, well, they all have phones. I don't know what all. Now, my son, you know, is in IT. I don't know how he manages his passwords. Uh, and I have my daughter and her boyfriend because we can have up to six. so I figure I might as well let them all have their own. But if you if I get them set up in there, I can grant emergency access. Uh, and like I said, I haven't got that set up yet. Um, uh, so basically, I just clicked the button here, and it says uh, type in their email address, send the invite, uh, and then uh, from there, I don't know, I'd have to see. I suppose uh, you would set up a uh, – you'd probably share passwords. That's how uh, – you can share passwords back and forth. I'm still kind of figuring that out. Yeah, you can share
2: individual passwords, so yeah. you can share them between vaults, and you can share them individually, like over text message.
0: Right. Uh, which
2: isn't I, as secure, but – I don't know about text
0: message, but what you do is because I uh, because my wife, the muggle, um, you know, hates this stuff. And so I set up the stuff for I have a password, her own password manager set up for because, you know, we don't want to be commingling um, our passwords because that would get confusing. Uh, So she has her own. But I need to have access to it. So if I have to log in on my computer to do something for her. So I've shared the key passwords back and forth. Um, excuse me. Uh, so and that's interesting.
2: Is, so you each have your own separate vaults, but you don't have a vault that you share between the two of you? Um,
0: I don't know if you could set that up. Uh, I don't know if you could set up separate vaults. I mean, or a, com- uh, you know, a common vault. I, I know you can share uh, passwords. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if I can bring up the uh, the how it works because I haven't. I've just been doing it, you know, the basic stuff. But like I say we need mm-hmm. to get into this more. Um...
2: Well, that's why I love talking about it because I've I've been using it for so so long that I've I've used it before there was this whole you know groups and enterprise level stuff and I'm so I, I'm kind of stuck in old school mode right now. It's not that I'm a curmudgeon, but it's just that I I look at. The prices of things in the subscription model, and i don 't personally I mean I know that the developers have to eat and they have to you know pay their bills and stuff i don't have a problem with that at all. I think it's wonderful that they have this sustainable model, and I also think it's really wonderful that in the case of one password i don 't know how it is with with LastPass you can compare this at least with one password, they do still allow you to have to buy the standalone version. And that's what I opted to do this time. I mean, I've had six running for so, so long, and I d- finally decided, you know, I do teach people how to use this tool, so I really need to upgrade it myself so that I can learn it. And it's just, a, it's one of those tools that I just really, really love. And if we were just to back up for a second, because I was, I was just thinking about how I really wanted to introduce talking about this in the first place, was the fact that, you know, why do we, what drives us to even use a password manager in the first place? Because... Why isn't there a tool on the Mac or on the iPhone that does it for you? Well, the answer is there is, but historically it has always sucked. <laughs> it's called Keychain. And I have been working with the Macintosh operating system so long that I can remember a time where I would get burnt so many times because of problems with keychain. It was always a problem with keychain. It was like there's a major culprit. There's like something that's holding up some kind of process from happening, whether it was deploying images across a school network. What's the problem? Oh, it's a stupid keychain that has to be unlocked or some keychain that didn't fail or didn't authenticate or something would just foobar it. And so keychain has just always notoriously left a bad taste in my mouth and it's always one of those things where mm mm no there's got to be a better way do not i will pay for a third party tool that does a better job than what this does now that's not to say that it hasn't improved over the years cuz it really really has i mean you really could in this day and age probably if you if you just wanted something bare bones basic without all of these bells and whistles and you just needed the ability to be able to save passwords and manage them somehow, you could use keychain on your Mac and you could use keychain on your on your iOS device, but it's like rather rudimentary. And it's just like you said starting out, it's not very user-friendly. like It's not that easy to use. At least I don't think so. It's always just been problematic. So I've kind of always just avoided it. So I bet if I went in there and dug around, maybe I would find things that I like about it. But I've invested so many years... And so much of my time into one password that it's just it's what I know, so it's what I go with. Now that being said, too, I've I've paid for it for all these years too. I've been paid for it since version three, so that's a really really long time. And I think when I started out, I got like an educational discount because we were going through school at the time or something. And um, this last time, I was able to get I guess it must have been like I saved like a let's see a 23% discount. I'm looking at the invoice that I just had, Um, I just bought it for it was it was $64.99 for the standalone version. And I think I got it for it says $49.99 plus tax. So I did get a bit of a discount. That's probably, you know, a loyalty discount, which I think is really, really helpful. Now, I did purchase the standalone version, even though I am probably the best, you know, user case for a 1Password for families user. But at this point in time i'm still I still prefer to roll my own as it were, so what you were talking about we were talking about being able to share passwords between family members individually and with vaults and so way back when, when they first allowed you to synchronize with Dropbox, I set it up so that each of us had so we have several backs and you know and several iPhones. Um between the kids and I between you know entire family, I own all the Macs, so you know I was able to use that that license on the Macs. We got another license for my husband's Windows machine for work. And so we've had several different licenses floating around then we we all purchased the the iOS version. And what we have done is we've kind of hooked everything together through Dropbox. So we have i always I always say, and I do this with contacts as well, we have the his version, the hers version, and the ours version. So we have one that we call shared. So I have my vault. My husband has his vault. We have a shared vault that only the two of us share between each other. And that's for stuff that, that we share. It's for all the logins that we share for, you know, say like our, our internet service, our utility bills, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Same, you would treat it the same way that you would treat your contacts list. You wouldn't want to have all your wife's contacts if they're from her, you know, employer for, for her job. You don't need to know who are all the people that she interacts with at her job. But you might have similar common family members that you want to each not to have, to have two separate lists going. So for example, in iCloud, we have one account that's set up separately that we just use for syncing contacts. And so I treat our 1Password vaults the same way. And then with the kids, then they have their own vaults. And so since an early age, I have taught them how to use 1Password. They each picked out a really good strong password that they know is their master password. And now it's been really, really invaluable because as uh, the kids are growing up, you know, in school, they they are developing the largest footprint, the largest digital footprint you've ever seen. Because of all of the free services that sc- the schools are using, they're so strapped for cash that they can't really invest in any one thing that costs, you know, multi-thousands of dollars. So they're always – every year, like last year it was um, – this I actually for two years in a row we've done Edmodo, but it wasn't always the case. Um, there's I can't even remember what the name of it is because it's a brand new one. We had. Um Class Dojo or something like that. It's like every year there's a new app that we have to download and we have to sign in and create a username and password. Like it's maddening for the parents, let alone for the kids. So the kids are given all of these these passwords that they have to manage. So it's been really invaluable, invaluable for my son to have it on his phone. Like he doesn't use it on his school computer because he's not allowed to install those sorts of things on a school computer – but he has it on his phone, so he does have to like manually type things in. But at least he has a lookup tool. Do you know what I'm saying? So okay. that's the way that I had always rolled it was we had our his, our hers, our shared, and then the kids' vaults. So that's, that's five vaults total. And what I do is I have them all sync through Dropbox. So if one of the kids adds a password to their vault, I can see it in my series of vaults and vice versa. Now, where it gets tricky, which, like I said, in the future... I probably will invest in the 1Password for Family subscription service because I would like to add my dad into the fold. Um, we might have to, like, add one because that's five already, so we might have to end up having him pay for his own or something like that. But those those kinds of conversations we have, you know, like end-of-life planning, estate planning, that sort of thing um, – I it's sad. It's a really sad reality, but I know that there's going to come a time where he may not be able to remember all the details, you know? And it's like right. I want to get that stuff populated now before it's too late. I've I've seen it happen to family, I've seen it happen to friends where they they're really organized and they have this stuff, they have this stuff, you know, well put together or they don't. And then something happens, they either have a stroke, or they just they end up with dementia or Alzheimer's, all of these things are very, very real, these these are realities that they face. And it's something that you have to prepare for. So I'm a big advocate of that. So it's one of those things that that weighs on my mind heavily about like, you know, we really need to do this, but I've been rolling my own for so long and I've Go been ahead. really, really strict about the spending. The thing that bothers me is like, I don't mind that they charge for it. I think that they should. I think that makes it sustainable. It's just that at this point in time with my family's finances, it's one of those things where I can't keep paying for subscription services. Like it just, it adds up. And right. what saddens me is like when things get really tight, if there's like a uh, it, it just sucks. It's, it's the way it's the way of the world right now. And especially in America with healthcare, we are like one emergency r- visit away from going bankrupt at, at any time. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how this is how it is. And so when it comes to having to afford a monthly subs- subscription fee, even if it's, you know, billed yearly, that's still that's one of the first things that ends up on the chopping block you know, those those fees that, that build up. It's like, okay, well, now we, all of a sudden we have, you know, one of these kids went to the emergency room or something. Now all of a sudden we have all these bills to pay on top of the bills that we're still paying. Like, what can we cut? And that's going to be the first thing that gets cut. And I don't want to cut that. You know what I mean? So it's got to be something. And of course, it's not that I don't value it. I, I value it immensely. But if you give me an alternative where it's something where I can, I'm willing to do the work to roll it my own and, and pay less money, like still be able to support the developers because I, I purchased the, the standalone license, which, you know, I still want to be able to contribute somehow, but to not have to be able to afford that every single year, year over year, over year, I'm still willing to do the work. At this point, I am still willing to dig into, you know, Use the elbow grease that I have to use to be able to make it work. I know that that's not sustainable, though. That's why I'm I'm still considering it, and I, I'm looking ahead to the future doing it because I know that there's. I read the forums, I read you know the the support requests and stuff. I see that on the horizon that it could it could come a time where Dropbox is just no longer supported. It's just one of those things, and I've watched it not just with one password, but um, other developers where, and it's not just Dropbox either. There's something to do with syncing services that it just ends up being that, and I've I've seen several developers do this, where they end up rolling their own, and that makes their product a better product when they have their own syncing service. When they've tried to rely on the backbone of iCloud or Dropbox, there's just all these things that fail, and it drives them crazy. Well, (laughs) So I can see how that...
0: That's the thing with LastPass. They uh, have they sync it themselves. They don't rely on that. And I think we're going to touch on it in our next episode because I think Elisa's going to be going, she's going to be Melissa and me and have already talked about um, uh, setting up servers, uh, data servers, um, you know, file servers. Yeah, talk that about rolling stuff. your own. <laughs> right. Because, uh, and like I said, we'll talk about more then, but I kind of run into it. Unless you pay... For the Dropbox service, you can only sync the three devices. Well, uh, how are you going to sync your passwords without buying, you know, the uh, premium Dropbox to sync to several different devices because you can only have right, three. Right, and that
2: didn't used to be. That's right. right. That's a new thing. And I think <laughs> I think yeah. it's only still working for me because I think we're grandfathered in because I haven't monkeyed right. with that. And, and that's just, why I say I know I'm teetering on the edge.
0: <laughs> you're, you're not an idiot like me that keeps, you know, uh, d- deleting advice, devices and uh, reinstalling software and the software system in Linux and all this. Yeah, so I have like billions of, uh, you know, logins to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dropbox, because, like, say, a, a new device or a new operating system, whatever. So, yeah, and that, so LastPass, you know, so you're depending upon them for their security, but you're also depending upon yeah. Dropbox for theirs. But, right, uh, right. So you're not l- relying upon a third party to sync your password. So, you know, I guess maybe give uh, LastPass a, uh, a point for that because they do it their their own. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, say, well, you're not so relying on password, another though. one. Oh, that's they what have you're paying for it with
2: one password. Yeah, okay. they're they're doing the sync okay. service for you. So right. so that's the the difference that I'm trying to illustrate here in a long-winded okay. way is that I, I do it myself. I put all those vaults so, okay. together all on my own, but I could pay a subscription fee to just do all that stuff for me and I wouldn't have to think about it.
0: Okay. It so would just I'm, be I'm set and forget it. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So uh one password has two different offerings. They either have the standalone or the subscription. Mm-hmm. Whereas LastPass only has the subscription. There's no standalone uh, software. You, you do get the free uh, version for one user, one device um, mm. through LastPass, but otherwise uh, you pay the. Uh, and I think yeah, I was like, well, I had the pricing here, but uh, yeah, I think for a one individual, um, I think it was was it twelve dollars year three dollars a month um mm-hmm.
2: it was like two, $2. ninety nine a month
0: yeah so uh yeah math uh that'd be $36 a year yeah it did go up because I think mm-hmm. it used to be just $12 and you could sync it with all your devices but I think redid things and the price went up that $12 a year that wasn't uh you uh, know that I thought that was good but even at um uh, yeah three dollars uh It'd be thirty six dollars. Yeah, that's you know, that's still not bad for security. It's no, it's yeah.
2: still not bad for yeah, for you have to put a value on it though. You have sure. to really value it. And that's and that's it, the thing that really frustrates me with people is like they don't value their security they just they have this attitude that oh i'm not important i don't work for the cia i don't have any secrets nobody can get at my stuff as long as they can't get at my money they can't get at my money it doesn't matter it's like you don't understand they can get at some piece of you they can get at your money like oh i just why people don't value their security now i'm not i'm not saying i don't value my security that's why i still want to roll my own i'm saying i value uh, being able to afford things. And, you know, there's going to come a time where push comes to shove and I will pay more for this. But for right now, I do value my security a lot and I do pay for this and I, and I do pay attention to it. And I'm very critical of it as well. It's, it's really, really that important to me. And it's something that I, that I teach everybody else that I come into contact with as, as well, because it's so important. I'm always trying to sell, you know, my friends, like not trying to sell them like, you know, like Avon or something, but I'm always trying to sell them on the idea that you really should use a password manager. Like when they complain about not being able to log into things or they forgot it or they had to reset it or whatever. It's like, why don't you use a password manager? And they just, oh, they roll their eyes at me. (laughs) I think, oh, okay.
0: Well, yeah, and for (laughs) for the more technical person I uh, had to uh, – I was looking this up while you were talking – for, you know, roll your own, uh, I think, and I don't know much about it. I've heard it in passing, but, uh, there is key pass, K E E K E E -E, pass. Um, and I think that you can set up your own, uh, you know, store your own, um, sync your own. I don't know exactly how it works, but I do remember that. So there is some Mm -hmm. options out there. It's a, uh, a free open source lightweight and easy to use per- password manager. So there is something like that out there. Um and, and there again, are those
2: things know, out there and they're they're worth they're worth taking a look at but the problem is is like something like this it goes back to value again why wouldn't you go with one of the big two? You know, why would you right. want to trust in something that's over open source that I don't know like how is it supported? How is it how what if it goes belly up? What if people just, you know, stop supporting it because the other two main competitors are are so large it's like you know <laughs> why bother i i look at the money trail i look at the the business model how is it sustainable how is this company going to stay afloat are they going to be there for you how well, are they going to support it you know are they going to update it they're going to patch it
0: it's free it, you know it's open source so everybody contributes to it so um mm-hmm. i you know i don't know i imagine there's a company behind it but uh uh, you know, like I say, it's a community effort, and they always say that. Uh, I mean, I've heard people say that, uh, you know, open source is everyone's in there, everyone's testing it, and they're always looking mm-hmm. for vulnerabilities. When uh, you're trusting LastPass and OnePassword mm-hmm. to test their own software and find the bugs, with open source, you have everyone out there testing it. If they find a problem, they can submit it and it can get updated. Uh, so potentially, um, I'm not saying this is absolutely true, but- p- potentially your security might be better on an open source project because you have everyone testing it and submitting uh the data that they find to be included uh You mm-hmm. have more product testers and more ways of fixing it, so potentially it could be you know safer and you know as far as the business model goes, I'm not entirely sure you know how how you know Uh, A lot of these open source companies do it, but I mean, they have, uh, you know, made it make it work one way or another. But uh, Uh but, you know, that is a possibility. Like, say, if you do want to roll your own, um, Mm -hmm. you can can do it that way. And while uh, I was looking here, um, LastPass doesn't have, you know, it's probably terminology here, doesn't have vaults. It has shared folders. Uh, so Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. share a folder and, you know, that would be something we'd have to sit down and, and figure out and, uh, you, and you can organize your, uh, your passwords into folders. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got them, um, I've got just a general, well, I've got a whole bunch of none that I should probably move someplace and, uh, organize. Um, but I have for like my bank, my credit cards, um, I have different folders for that, for like music services. Um, so you can uh okay, yeah. So I've got accounts. What else do I have here? Uh, so they I take got, it probably say, as
2: categories, right? It's yeah, broken out cate- into categories of types categories. of logins.
0: Yeah, or yeah, mm-hmm. um, categories. So in one password they're and, called
2: categories and tags. So yeah. in one password there's a log there's there's several different Categories. I won't read them all, but there's sure. logins, secure notes, credit cards, identities, well, bank you can, accounts.
0: You can make your uh, own email here.
2: accounts, driver's license, social security software licenses like Elisa mentioned. Uh sure. the big one for me is wireless routers. Do you have a wireless routers category?
0: Um a few. I've got mine on here, and I probably should put my son's in here. And I think my sister's is in here. But I mean,
2: is there a dedicated category that has you well, that walks you through what fields to fill out? Uh oh. Let's see here. So in 1Password, they have dedicated categories, and so it's a populated database in and of itself that has fields that you fill out. And so it walks you through the different things that you need to enter uh, for Wi-Fi, you know, the network see, name, like what it's called, that sort of thing.
0: Uh, I see. Now I'm looking – I'm switching back and forth between the app and the uh, the computer uh, here, mm-hmm. the, the vault on the computer. Now when you do – um. um so, if you go to create a note, yeah, so you hit a note and it'll ask you, yeah, is it generic bank credit? Is it a database driver's license? It's got about okay, yeah. uh, uh, 15, uh,
2: 18. So, what type of database entry is it going to be? Right. So, OnePassword has that and then. Messenger. And then for your folders, 1Password has what's called tags. So, for example, sure. I have a tab or a tag, rather, a tag that's devoted to banking or paying bills. So it's all of the things that I'd have to log into for, say, utilities, water, that sort of thing. Anything that can be paid online is under that that tag. I have a dad tag, so anything that's related to my dad that I've helped him out with, um, those sorts of things. Software.
0: When you open up the LastPass app here, uh, across the bottom it'll say Vault Security and Settings. Across the top, when you're in Vault, It'll say sites, notes, and form fills. So, yeah, you can break it down to the sites you log into. You can click on notes. It'll bring up your secure notes that you have mm-hmm. in there. And then it's got form fills, and that's where you keep the information for your credit cards and um, and such for filling in. And uh, just a, a, a generic profile for when it asks you your name, age, address, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So you got form fills that you can do there. Um and Before then, I forget yeah. to
2: mention it, um, there is we were talking about you know being able to constantly check it for bugs and things like that. There is a section in the One Password macOS app called Updates in the back, and you can, if you want to, I'm not recommending this for for those of faint heart, but you can check the box that includes beta builds, and so you can be a beta tester the team so yeah. there's lots and lots of people that are beta testing it and i could tell that just by, you know reading the support forums um anytime you have a question you go in there and it's usually there's somebody answering it but people are constantly supporting things to the bug reports to the forum so it's got a lot of support behind it there so that's something right. that I, I think is really valuable
0: and like i say i need to dig into this more because i've just been you know kind of lazy but uh and i had like i said since we were gonna talk about it today, I dug in there and started organizing a little bit and, and just deleting a bunch because uh I would create a a server at home here and I'd log into it and I'd save the stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I've destroyed the server a long time ago, um, but mm-hmm. the login stuff is still there. So I went through and deleted that. And some I can't imagine the number of sites that have was defunct um mm-hmm. no longer exists. So I went and deleted them. Yeah um mm-hmm. i think i had delicious in there the bookmarking site I yeah think that uh <laughs> yeah. so there was some of those I, and, I like
2: to still try to log in like just to make sure like i can't oh, I did. like to me when you just delete something that's like the equivalent of like cutting up your credit card but then not contacting the credit card issuer <laughs> it's like i have to go log in and make sure that it doesn't work first before i delete it
0: oh yeah but, that's yeah, what i was doing up. with all of these but uh um yeah, I tell you the, some...
2: the, the Wi-Fi, the, just the Wi-Fi catalog, catalog or not catalog, the category alone for Wi-Fi, um, for it's called wireless routers. I have eighty-one things in there right now, because uh... as a field as a field technician, I go to people's homes and I go to businesses and I go to all these places where I need to be able to store the Wi-Fi network and the the key to log on to it. And so many times, you know, I'll, I'll use my own devices as, you know, sacrificial lamb, so to speak, and I might have to wipe out, you know, say I have to reset the network settings or something. I lose all that stuff. And so I'd have to type that all, you know, I'd have to ask for it all over again. And you know how some people's Wi-Fi router passwords are like, you know, 48 characters or something like that, and you'll be there all day just trying to type those in again. So that alone there is just really worth it. I mean, there's there's so many individual portions of the the app itself that are just worth its weighted in gold that I, I think are just amazing. Does uh does, so you said LastPass has categories. So if if you had something like that, you could just go right to the wireless router yeah. or the Wi-Fi category and just tap on it and see all the listing of all the, the routers that you connect to?
0: Yeah I've got that. The off on the side here when you're in the vault. Uh and again I didn't uh I'd have to look at the app here. Um in the when you're on the computer and in the vault. Um, Along the side, it'll say passwords, notes, addresses, payment cards, bank accounts, social security numbers, Wi-Fi passwords, uh, server and software licenses. Mm -hmm. And I have this feeling that if you created additional notes um, with uh, like driver's license or some of those things, uh, if you were to do that, um, there would be more stuff along the sides. I think you can put SSH keys in there. Uh, passports, you know. So I'm assuming that if you added more stuff in those categories, they would show up on the side of the, the vault. Uh, now in the app here, um, I, not quite seeing those categories. Maybe I'm missing something here. Uh, you you can search for it. So if you know what you're looking for, you can just oh yeah, I type use a search in. all
2: the time, and it's nice and fast.
0: Yeah, that's um, how I get
2: to most things. There's just I have I have too many thousands of things in there that I just do a search for it.
0: Okay, so this is okay. Yeah, so if you uh, are at the top of the app, uh, you can hit uh, the the category, and, uh, okay, yeah, so you just hit the category name, it'll bring up the list of categories, and then you can go to it, because I got one here for, like, my music sites. so I need to add a few more to that, but, um, (laughs) yeah, because I got a whole bunch of uh, music stuff here, too, but, uh, yeah, so... You know, organization, you gotta be able to find stuff. And uh I think once you wrap around your head around the way each uh place does it uh mm-hmm. and get used to their lingo, their their stuff, I think it'll be fine. A lot now, of it's other,
2: comparable, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the other, you know, thing, um, like you say, that makes the uh that'll make people want to use it is how easy is it to enter the passwords. Now I was saying on the browser, you know, it'll automatically fill in forms. Now on iOS device, and I think that was only just this last uh, uh, version of iOS, they finally allowed uh, autofill from your password managers. Uh, before, you'd have to do the uh, two finger tango or whatever you want to call it. Yes,
2: yes. You would, <laughs>
0: you'd have to go into your password manager, copy it, and go back and paste it into the. Um, the field, uh, appropriate fields. And if you have different, you know, usernames or different email accounts for different things, you'd have to go copy your username, go back, paste it, copy your password, go back and paste it. Uh, now mm-hmm. at least, uh, you can, and I think you, you do it by, Oh, how do you do it? Uh, and, yeah, on let, me, iOS. let
2: me. I have the screen open here, so I was going to give an account of sure. for people listening who want to follow along. The way to make this work like magic is so I'll I'll do it from the iOS version. So if you're on your iPhone and you go into Settings, you're going to want to look next for Passwords and Accounts. It's signified by a little gray and white key icon, and when you tap on that, you get a choice between it says Website and App Passwords and Autofill Passwords. Now, let me just say something a moment here about website and app passwords. That's where you can store it within Safari, like it'll store it in your phone so that when you're going to Safari, it'll just autofill. That's a really bad idea, because there is no real interface to be able to see what exactly it is that you're doing. A lot of people will just say, well, I don't know what my password is, or I don't even know what it's called, because I just let the, I just let the browser fill it out. Well, then that that breeds complacency and then if there's something that's wrong you don't really have a really good way of correcting it so it is that's another another reason why you'd want to use a password manager so below where it says website and app passwords there's a blue icon with a keyboard that says autofill passwords and when you tap on that it'll take you to the next screen and then you want to switch on where it says autofill passwords and then it says "Allow filling from," and then you can place a check mark next to iCloud Keychain and one password. So you want to make sure that, that your password manager, mine's one password, has a check mark next to it. Now that's not all. When you're done with that section, then you want to go into your password manager. Now I don't know where it is on LastPass, but in one password, there's a gear at the bottom that's called Aptly Settings. <laughs> and then I think from there you, yeah, you want to go right to Password autofill. And then there is another toggle switch, and you switch that on that says "Auto Copy one-time passwords. And then once that is turned on and configured, anytime that you're at a website and it detects that there are fields to be filled in, when you tap in the field, then up comes the keyboard with a new little key icon that if you hadn't had this turned on, you'll, you'll see this for the first time, and you tap on that key, and then you get a choice between Uh, iCloud Keychain or One Password, you can use your your thumbprint, your Touch ID to authenticate it, and then it'll. If it's really good, if the website plays along nicely, it will detect which password it is in your password manager, and it'll say, "Oh, do you want this one?" and you tap on it, and it autofills it. Other times, you might have to use the search field and go searching for it. Um, Not all apps or and this works with apps for the most part, but not all apps or websites. Uh, have their fields defined properly it seems so right. usually you report or that to one password and to the website or app designer and then they they will fix that
0: either so that yeah, or autofill quick.
2: is awesome
0: where you log in, especially like on some websites, the it'll go by like your web address, and that may be different. Um, they may have a different Correct. name for it. And if you don't save it, yeah, it can be a little bit. So there's been times I had to go in there and search for it, uh, and like I say, paste it in. But it's mm-hmm. usually uh, pretty good. I need to, um, like I say, I just haven't want to bite that bullet, but to try and get my wife. To, you know, I've got a password manager set up for her, but she doesn't use it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, because uh, it's got to be a really low, you know, barrier to entry, like no barrier. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And just to, uh, you know, sit there. And like I say there are some quirks that pop up once in a while. I can't find my password. You know, okay. So it's one of those things I'm going to have to work on. Um,
2: Just send her to me, Mike. (laughs) I Should yeah, be careful what I, what I wish happen. for <laughs>
0: uh, you maybe should um but uh yeah, you know, I think if we got it set up and she doesn't use that much, and like I say, I set it up for, and as long as it auto logs in uh you know we're fine um or mm-hmm. you know uh using uh thumbprint or fingerprint to uh for security, so that um you know you have to at least authenticate with your fingerprint to get in um. You know, that's a better choice. So I think, you know, we're for the most part, we're okay. But um, I should. What about uh,
2: when you do auto login? Does it launch Safari on your iPhone or or Chrome or something? Because I know that there's there's usually a little bit of a kerfuffle when it comes to the browser, because one password has its own browser baked into it, which is called one browser. And so it is designed to work that, let's say you went to your bank to log in, if you just tapped the URL, it would autofill for you, right? But it would open it up in its own one browser, and sometimes banks and medical sites are coded in such a way that they don't – even though you can tell it in the settings, hey, could you masquerade as Safari on an iPhone because, like, I really want to be able to use this website – and sometimes at the bank of website, they're like, eh, no, <laughs> well,
1: no, sorry. Th- you have
2: to use an actual Safari web browser. And so then I have to teach people, no, don't just tap it. Don't just tap it. You have to long press on it and then you oh. can open it up in Safari and then it will force it into the browser. So that's a little bit of a gotcha there.
0: Yeah. I think LastPass used to have a, I remember it used to have its own browser, but I think now they have a setting. You go in there and you set your default browser. So, um, I can have it either be Duck, Duck go, Google Chrome, Opera Mini, or Safari, because that's the uh, uh, browsers I have installed on here. And I just installed mm-hmm. the Cake browser. Apparently, it doesn't support that one, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got four choices for it you can use for your default browser. And like once upon a time, and I don't see it in here anymore. Um, yeah, it's
2: called a user agent in One Password. You can go to the One Password browser, and you can select a user agent. And by default, I guess it's probably 1Password, but you can choose between Safari iPhone, Safari iPad, Safari Mac, Chrome, or Firefox. But again, I think it's a user agent, and, and maybe somebody can clarify it for me, but it it seems like it's acting as though it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just not understanding user agent. Why wouldn't it right. say, you know, what browser you want to actually use?
0: Yeah, because... Um, yeah like I say on the uh, mobile app here it'll ask you which one and I think on the with the on the computer it'll be whatever your default uh uh browser is on there but uh, mm-hmm. and I think they must have taken that out because they probably got tired of supporting the browser and you could just as well have it go to Chrome or Safari or one mm-hmm. of the other ones there rather than screw around and that gives them more uh, leverage to uh, you work on the product itself, not try to maintain a a, a browser. Um, yeah, I'll
2: tell you another reason why I really want, uh, I just want one password to go directly to Safari without passing Go. I'll tell you why, because my kiddo uh, has found a little way to hack screen time. <laughs> uh, he I put screen time on his device because he's a teenager now. And uh, he figured out that, well, mommy won't, won't put a, a limit on 1Password because mommy always wants me to be able to use my password manager because I'm a, I'm a good kid. And so I didn't. I didn't put a limit on it while well, I found out that here he was spending time when he shouldn't have been researching, you know, quote unquote, researching and looking things up on the internet. But he was using the 1Password browser, even if it was, you know, the Safari agent, he was still using that browser. And so that is not affected by screen time. So uh, even though I had you know set a, I had set a time limit you know I still want him to be able to use it but I don't want him to be able to use it you know when he's not supposed to be using it <laughs> and so I put a screen time limit on a lot of this stuff is experimentation too because his mom's a geek and I wanted to see well, what happens if I put sure. this limit on it? <laughs> oh boy he lets me know because <laughs> I'm right. raising a little a little hacker here Ethical hacker, I hope. <laughs> but, Ooh. yeah, he let me know. He's like, Mom, so I found this uh, I, I found this way to exploit this. He, so he told me about <laughs> it. I didn't find out by accident. He told me what he was doing, and I was like, you know, he just wanted to stick the screws to me, like, ah, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> well, I can give you a 10-minute ten, ten limit on it throughout the day and hope that you get all your passwords <laughs> opened up in 10 minutes throughout the day. I don't know.
0: But, um, yeah, yeah, so okay. gotcha. <laughs> sure. Well, I think from what I can tell here, you know, it sounds like LastPass and 1Pass are pretty similar in a lot of respects. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 1Password, like, you know, what you were doing, you have the option of, uh, you know, doing your own, syn- syncing your own passwords.
2: Um, for now, for now. For
0: now. And, you know, and so it's uh, what... So for the standalone stuff, what is it? You say roughly sixty dollars or so to buy yeah,
2: the so program. Yeah, so for I'll just use myself as an example. Your mileage is going to vary depending on what state you live in. But I ended up paying for the standalone version for the Mac. It was forty nine ninety nine and plus tax. So what did it come to? Doesn't tell me. Uh, doesn't tell me the total. Oh, fifty four twenty nine. So you know, fifty bucks. Now this will probably last me a good year. I mean, and that's what you're going to end up paying. So I'll, I'll end up paying more. I'll end up paying closer to sixty dollars for an entire year's worth of services and, and all the support and everything that comes with it. Which I think is phenomenal. It's really, really great. Um, I just want you know, this is this is kind of my last hurrah. I wanted to do it this one last year and and see how far I can get with it because this is for me is a is a savings. You know, it might be a couple of bucks, but it's a couple of bucks, you know. So that's what I ended up paying um, for the year. Now, I've already paid the the standalone version uh, fee for 1Password on the iOS devices, and that's interesting. So you can get that for free. You can install 1Password for free on your iOS device, and the only limitations is that you're only allowed to – like, you don't get special categories and things like that. It's just it's just a stripped-down version of it. So you can still test it out and put it through its paces. And in fact, a lot of my clients, I will just have them. I'll, I'll teach them. That's one of the things that they want to learn about is password managing and um, being able to install apps and things like that. So I use One Password as an example for teaching them about using the App Store. <laughs> you know, that'll be like the first app that we download together when they want to learn about that. And so I'll have them install it, and then I'll show them how to populate it. And there's a you know a lot of a lot of clients that I have that don't have a lot of needs. You know, they they just the free version is perfect perfectly fine for them. And so it's like $9.99. I want to say it's like $10. And it's a one time fee. The only time you'll ever pay anything ever again is if they really do like a big overhaul, then they'll probably want you to upgrade. Um, But other than that, it's been great to be able to just install it for free, get it going. It's like a, you know, a low barrier to entry, so to speak. Uh, If you want the extra features, you pay the $10 and then that's it. You don't have to pay like a monthly fee for it. And the reason I say that is because for people who have very, very simple needs, like in the case of a lot of my clients, they will let you sync with iCloud. And that's all they need. Like for my dad, he's just one person. He's not like doing extra things, you know, maybe when he becomes like part of a family, that'll be different. But for right now, he's just one dude and he only has one device. That's it. He doesn't have a Mac. He doesn't have any other devices. He only has the one device and that's it. So for him, I just had him buy the $10 version and then he can just use iCloud and it syncs, it syncs his passwords. So if ever his phone goes for a swim in the river, I can. he can get a new phone and all of that stuff will be, you know, it'll be logged into his iCloud. It'll find it and it'll just redownload it. And I've done that many, many times with different clients and different family members and friends helping them out, trying to get their devices, you know, renewed again. It's, it's easy like that. Um, so that's, that's the way that I'm doing it right now is the standalone version for the Mac Uh, the app on the iOS devices for the whole family. For right now, I am syncing through Dropbox. I do a combination of Dropbox and iCloud. So for each of their devices, what I'll do is I'll turn off the sync. I won't delete it, but I'll disable the sync. I'll sync them to their iCloud account just so they have like a copy of it somewhere else. And then I'll resync it back to Dropbox again. And the only reason that I'm doing that is so that we can share passwords between vaults with each other. Now, if they're not part of our system in the vaults that are linked together, in the case of my dad, like if we have to share a password, like let's say we share a Hulu account or something like that, then I will use one password to text him the password. It'll send it through in an encrypted link. And then he can tap on it, and then it imports it right into his One Password. So that's an ability there. Okay. So these are all just options for ways that you can share stuff for the time being. Like I said, on the horizon, I can. It seems like the writing on the wall is that there may come a time where Dropbox will just be either not workable for anybody because of that device limit, like you were talking about, or you know, for, in my case, like it, it's like I have one of the Macs is like aging that it's stuck on Yosemite, so. I'm going to have an an instance where I'll run into where my kiddo's vault that's on that computer won't sync anymore because it's too old. So that'll be a gotcha. So I can see how Dropbox is going to present like trying to sync all this stuff through Dropbox is going to present a problem. I I'm not naive to that. I I see that coming. For right now, it's working. It could break in the future, and I'm prepared to to move on when that. Time okay. Comes.
0: Now the way you're doing it there. If you were on somebody else's computer and you needed the password, is there any way you can log in and get your information? Uh,
2: That's a great question. So, if so, that's that is a feature that I will have once I upgrade or not even upgrade, but like do a lateral move to the subscription service. Okay, that is a feature of the subscription service. So, there again. That is not a perk that I currently am able to take part in because I just purchased the standalone version, but I don't have that need right now. And there have been times like when I was volunteering at the school, I had to log in on school computers with my personal account, like to get at my Google drive and things like that. And, um, it was a pain in the, it was a pain in the ass to have to like whip out my phone, open it up, you know, authenticate, you know, but it it was a pain for that time. And that time is now over. You know, it's like I needed it on a sure. temporary basis at the time. I wasn't willing to pay all this extra money for that feature. Cause it just didn't, it wasn't a need that I had at the time. So okay. that is a perk that you get along with it. Now I have um, a question though, for you, we, I wanted to go back. Cause we're kind of talking, we're, we're comparing apples to apples here. And we're kind of talking about the differences and the similarities. Talk to me again, a little bit more about last passes, um, uh, auditing features. Like, for example, in, in 1Password, it's called Watchtower. That's a section in the app called Watchtower. And under there, there are several components. One is called compromised websites. So that's the one like when, like, say, Facebook was hacked or something. In fact, it was recently and I had a change of passwords. Um, there was a security breach where the passwords or the usernames or something about the website was leaked. And so it'll let you know with a banner across the top. Then there's a section called Vulnerable Passwords, and this one, I think, is the one where you can look up passwords, and I haven't tried this just yet. This is the one where it will do the job for you. It will, if you give it permission, of course, it's not turned on by default, which I think is really smart, it will look up in the database called HaveIBeenPwned.com. That's spelled Have D.com. And there is an article that you can click on right from 1Password that will educate you about that. So I don't know. I'm not an expert on that just yet because I've been kind of like squeamish to try it because I have like thousands of things in here. So someday I will bite it and do that. The next section down is called Reused Passwords. And those are, it lets you know, like, how many times you've reused a password. And I'll have a lot of those flagged because it might be, like, a four-digit PIN that I use for several things. Or maybe because I have different vaults and we all have used the same PIN for something, like, whether it's some TV service or something like that. The next uh, section down is called weak passwords. And, of course, that's pretty easy. These are passwords that are too easy to guess. And they recommend that you change your password to something stronger. The next section is called Unsecured Websites, and that's the one I talked about before where it's flagged all of these websites that do not have the HTTPS in front of it, and so it advises you that you should, you know, these websites are available with HTTPS, so you should change that in your database so that you're using that to log in, and there's two more, one that's called, this is great, I love this one, Two-Factor Authentication. There's just a whole a whole stripe you can click on that will show you all of the websites that have two-factor authentication available. And we were talking about that earlier, how it has this thing built in where you can click scan QR code, it'll take you to the site. And it'll basically walk you through how to configure it. So that all you have to have is one password, you only have to have that one app, you don't have to have a separate authenticator app for anything else, because it's built right into the database. And it's, it's available for you. And it'll give you a verification code every 30 seconds, it'll auto generate it. And then the last one in this auditing section is called expiring, and this is pretty handy. So we were talking about how we fed all of our credit cards into it. So in there, I have, of course, entered all of the expiration dates on the credit cards. And how handy is that to know, you know about soon when you're going to have to enter your credit card credentials? Like, say, let's say you used uh, your Visa card for Amazon to purchase things. Well, this will let you know that, hey, that visa that you're using is about to expire. So you better be careful. Like when you go to buy stuff, make sure that you've logged into Amazon and updated those credentials there. So what does LastPass have available for auditing?
0: Okay. So it's got the security challenge is what they call it. Now I hit it while we were talking because I've done it once before and they want you to change a lot of your Passwords. It's been the same for a while, and I haven't gotten around to doing that because then that raises a. Although now that they finally got the law, auto login, their autofill on the iOS mm-hmm. it's not so bad. Uh, but you know, you change your passwords, and then all your apps you have to re-enter them, so it's kind mm-hmm. of a major pain. But so you run the. So this. the
2: security challenge is is there is is their answer to what passwords Watchtower is what I take it. I'm,
0: I'm guessing because uh, so step one they have change compromised. Passwords. So this, this is words. Passwords at risk because of data breaches around the web. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they got change weak passwords, change reused passwords, and change old passwords. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Lots of similarities.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, like say I don't know. It won't tell you anything about you know uh, watching your credit cards. Uh, you know, like say for expiring uh, debit cards or anything like that. Um they got some detailed stats here. Um apparently it says I have 134 duplicated passwords. Mm-hmm. Well, some of these are old and I don't know if I've been in there and some of them aren't that important, but I should mm-hmm. change them. But uh so you can change that. Uh you got compromised, you got weak. Uh so it says I've got a total of 392 passwords in here. Uh 134 duplicates. And some of these, may, again, maybe uh, I don't want people to think I'm a complete idiot. Um, some of these are like <laughs> I know, servers. That's why I
2: haven't I, any of my numbers yeah, because your eyeballs yeah. will pop out of your head. Well, you
0: know, some of these were like servers I created and I've deleted <laughs> on my own personal servers, and I just stored <laughs> the passwords. So I just got to delete a bunch of that, or even things like this is I don't like think twenty X-Mark, years worth
2: of stuff that we've yeah, accumulated. You know, <laughs>
0: I don't think X marks even exists anymore, so I can get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says twenty compromised. Uh, you know, 116 week. I so I know I've got to go through and but, you know, it'll offer you to go through this and it'll change your passwords for you. Um, and, you know, I don't I get the feeling it's not quite as extensive as one um, password. But, um, uh, you know, I think it'll cover what most people's needs are. Um mm-hmm. like say, just make sure you got strong passwords and they're not getting too old. And if a site has had a problem, it'll let you know and you should change that. Um but well, that's uh, the problem
2: though with like the seniors that I work with, they they have terrible passwords. Their passwords oh, are just awful. They're terrible to begin with because they're so easily hackable and then they reuse them. Or yes. they reuse them and they just tack on a number or they tack on something on the end of it, and it still could be guessed. So the The auditing service is really something that's really a deal breaker for me. That's really really important. Right.
0: So I think, you know, like I say, with it up to a certain point, they're they're comprable. I get the like I say the feeling. Um, last pass or one password does more. Um, I was going to re- reiterate just you know last passes thing here. So you know for because there's a lot of people out there. Their phone is their only device um mm-hmm. no, yep. they don't have computers so for those people you can get a free last pass um that costs you nothing one user one device that's fine uh and the pricing between LastPass and one password is pretty similar then uh for one user it's 36 dollars a year uh i think uh, it's not saying here but i think you know unlimited number of devices you can install it on because i've got on you know, all my and That's something that you have to pay
2: for, though. You have to pay that, that yearly, that annual subscription fee. Where, see, with one password, if you're just using one device and it happens to be an iPhone, you only pay 10 bucks. That's it. Was
0: well, he with, uh, no, no. If they've got the fr- they got a free tier. So one person, one device, mm-hmm. that's free.
2: Okay. Oh, so, okay. I thought you said one person was the 30 something. Okay.
0: Well, one person with multiple devices.
2: With multiple uh, devices. Okay, like so just one device? Computers,
0: browsers, right. One, one device is free. Um, uh-huh. So like I say, if you have your phone, you can put it on there. And I don't know, I'm going to guess that it syncs with uh, their, uh, their server, uh, service. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't say so that. that for yeah, sure. that would be That's a good show. question
2: to ask because what is the syncing? Like, and, and if it's not, so we, I guess we should clarify syncing versus backing up. Because, you know, if you have one well, device, you're, you're not, not needing syncing. to sync into anything. You just need a backup back of it off. in case something happens to that one device. It just so happens that, you know, in the case of like us using iCloud, it, it backs it up and it synchronizes it. So yeah. that you always have some copy of it to get back to if you need to set up a new device with that it, information. So it, that would be it, my question is like, what are you getting for free exactly?
0: Yeah, and that's where I'm a little unclear because it doesn't say when it because when it compares plans, it compares premium versus family. It doesn't have the the free one on here, so I can't say for sure mm-hmm. if the well, uh, do
2: they let you use iCloud?
0: I uh, not on the. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same app for paid versus uh, free. And uh, no, there's no. Uh, let me go into my settings here, but I'm pretty sure. Let's
2: um, yeah, see if there's a sync setting
0: uh, I don't see one uh, Privacy Help and support advanced autofill Actions, security Um
2: it says access on all devices Free features uh,
0: Yeah, I'm and not seeing on one device I think out. it's all through their Their server And so I don't know If the free person gets it backed up to their server? I would I would hope so because mm-hmm. um, it would be minimal, I think, to just offer that in the hopes that they will upgrade, see the wisdom mm-hmm. where they get more devices um, and then upgrade to a paid plan. So I'm going to guess with absolutely no knowledge that your passwords probably are backed up to the... Uh, it
2: does say access under the free features. It says access on all devices. PC, phone, tablet, no matter where you need your passwords, the items you add on one device show up automatically wherever you log into LastPass. Plus, you can access your vault when you're offline. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like it, it does back up in okay. sync. It's just that right. you have to pay for it once you open it up on another a second device, I guess.
0: Right. And LastPass has no standalone like OnePass does. And like I say, the the paid plans are uh, uh, similar in price. Uh, LastPass, you get one extra user, you get six instead of five. But uh, one password, you add users for a buck, um, mm-hmm. and a buck extra. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I say, they look pretty comparable. Um, I think the features are pretty similar. Uh, the I get the feeling LastPass security checkup is a little, I won't say weaker, just not as robust, it's a
2: little lacking as all, well. yeah, yeah,
0: not mm-hmm. quite as robust as one password. But, uh, you know, at this point, even something is better than nothing, uh, even mm-hmm. if you go the free version on your phone, um, and just, uh, so you have your passwords there. And, you know, because we were joking, but it's not really a joke. And for a while, or before I had a password manager, yes, I was writing my passwords down. <laughs> um on a piece of paper and some people mm-hmm. still do that and I go oh good lord.
2: Oh yeah, some people still keep it like in a spreadsheet or something. Yeah. It's like, well, if that spreadsheet gets hacked. <laughs> right. Just what PSA whatever you do, if if you do use a password manager, it you you must use a master password of some sort. It, it's a password that that unlocks your vault when your touch ID isn't available and usually the way it works with one password is if you know you might be using your touch id or your face id to unlock it all the time and you might start to forget what your master password is but if you do an update to your phone and then it reboots you're going to have to enter that master password in so you got to make sure that you memorize that master password and you know if you have to write it down of course you know write it down give it to a trusted loved one put it somewhere important and don't lose that and and for Oh, for the love of whatever it is that you love, do not put that master password on your device in case that gets compromised. Don't put it somewhere where it can be discovered or looked at over your shoulder or otherwise accessed by someone you don't trust that gets into it. It's just not a good idea. No. So PSA, take PSA.
0: And even if you have a password manager, and I need to follow my own medicine here or my own advice, uh, change your passwords every so often. Um, mm-hmm. Run your security check on your password manager and see what sites you know have possibly been compromised. Change that. Um, it all takes just a little bit of effort to do this stuff. Um, but it'll save you a whole lot of hassle. Cause if you got to go in and start, um, if you get hacked or something gets stolen or, you know, mm-hmm. that turns into a world of hurt to us. And so far, you know, maybe I'm jinxing myself. I haven't had it happen to me yet, but, um, Well,
2: I did have it happen to me a long, long time ago. And I think that's really what put me on this path. I was like, never again. Right. (laughs) Because even though I didn't, you know, I didn't lose anything except for my sanity. I mean, I was we were lucky that we filed a police report. and We got everything back. And that was all over paper. That was all just, you know, something that got put in the mailbox that gets stolen, that type of thing that happens. And ever since then, I've been trying to look for other ways to keep on top of that stuff. You know, just be able to log in, check your transactions. It's it's like a, you know, using a password manager is kind of like using, you know, having a fire drill, you know, having some kind of emergency plan protocol so that if, if the worst ever does happen, you have that stuff backed up. And especially for, you know, end-of-life care and estate planning, I think it's an essential tool as more and more people are aging and, you know, as more and more we're seeing these these issues that affect the brains of people that they can't recall this stuff anymore. So you've got to have it in a place where your loved ones can access it. So, you know, try to leave yourself a breadcrumb trail, if not for your loved ones, for yourself, because, you know, your brain could get hacked by by an illness, and then you're really up the crick. so...
0: Yeah, my brain gets hacked on a regular it. basis, but
2: <laughs> right. So
0: I think, you know, we've covered this. So we'll move on to our picks and I'm looking at our picks and I think Melissa's being sneaky here.
2: <laughs> I am.
0: Oh, I t-
2: totally, totally cheated. <laughs> yes, you did. So
0: tell us what your uh, awesome pick here is. <laughs>
2: So for yourself or for your loved ones, where we are, so we should we should say that our our play money pick was between oh. fifty dollars and a hundred dollars. So just get yourself a fifty dollar gift card for iTunes or your family members or a hundred dollars or whatever, and then um and and be really sneaky like I did this this past year for Black Friday or Cyber Monday is when they go on sale. So when they go on sale and you can save like twenty bucks, so you figure you're saving all that money on what you would be paying on that subscription fee anyway. So just get yourself a gift card, and then you won't have to worry about it.
0: Okay. And in lieu of uh, Elisa still being knocked out by the uh, storm, I will uh, uh, talk about her pick. And uh, apparently she wants to stay awake because she's got the Keurig K-mini single cup coffee maker in black for $60. Um, Cute. Yes, it is. If you want one cup of coffee, so you put one, I think we used to have one like that. And I don't drink just one cup of coffee at a time. (laughs) I, I want a reservoir, but if you're like, this
2: is child's play. Yes, it is.
0: So you put a cup in, you get a cup out. Uh, Amazing how that works. But uh, if you just want a cheap coffee maker, uh, I'm guessing that it uses the pods. Um, Looking at here. Yeah, it uses pods. I don't know. I use the option on mine, which is a Different one, the bigger one, uh, I put the cup in there with my own coffee because uh, it's cheaper, and I drink too much of it um, <laughs> Teacher
2: I, coffee, as my husband calls it, teacher coffee
0: that too, so i don't know if that has that option, but okay that you know if you want uh, if you're a coffee person, and you just want to make up a cup uh, that's one way to do it uh, and now, for me, uh, for us pet owners here, I came across this one it's a uh, they call it the wicked bone smart bone uh it's oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a it's a toy for your dog it comes in at 99 dollars uh, ah. um and it comes with an app on your phone uh it looks so, like
2: it's as big as my dog though
0: oh <laughs> uh, well could, possibly could be uh they show some pictures here it's about well big bone size let's go that way yeah. um but uh so you uh it's powered so that you can it'll roll around on the floor you can ha- program it to do different things or I think it says it's got a joystick on there okay so it's got <laughs> autoplay mode programmed to attract your dog's attention does not require manual operation built in twelve types of emotional driven systems wicked bone acts responsively to different types of touching such as chasing teasing avoiding etc or it has a drive mode. I'm not going to
2: say what it really looks like and acts like, though. <laughs> sure. A uh, shake weight. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh huh. Sure. Then it's got drive mode, so you can control it with a uh, uh, virtual joystick on the app. So you can, if you want to chase your dog around with it, you can do that oh, or boy. have it get away. Uh, but I just thought uh, that's kind of cool. I don't know, Molly. They do
2: have a picture that looks like Opal next to one, and I, I, it's not as big as I thought it was.
0: Okay. Um,
2: that's funny.
0: And I don't know, Molly's not much of a player i mean she she's weird she's got a uh, a chew toy she'll get oh she's got a squeaky toy she'll get it out squeak it a little bit and then drop it in front of you and then just that's it you know, it still
2: has the squeaker in it though right mind she's the squeaker out uh <laughs> yeah
0: so but i thought maybe your dog would uh, appreciate uh yeah chasing something like that around and it's got uh, little tires on the end of the bone that you can take off and oh, wash is it, them up Oh,
2: no, that's so
0: you clean them up so they don't uh, you're not and they got different colored wheels i guess you can put on there too uh, i saw that too but uh, i just thought you know for us pet owners i thought it was kind of a weird and different thing I, the cat might like this
2: uh yeah really
0: the cat likes chasing <laughs> things uh our cat's a little psychotic we give them these little uh tinfoil scrunchies and,
2: oh,
0: no. And, yeah, oh, he loves those things. He'll bat them around, but then he'll bat them under something, and then he'll lay there <laughs> and try to get them out with his paw, and he'll drive us crazy, or else he, thinks, critical, he's, either that or he thinks he's batted it under something, and we'll lay there and try to get it. We try to tell him it's not under there. doesn't get it. Our cat is not <laughs> all that smart. but uh, So— yeah, we've talked about password, we talked about the weather, we talked about password managers, we talked about uh annoying our pets um and spending pet money managers. on guest cards. Pet, pet managers. Hmm. Uh yeah. interesting. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. But uh, I think uh, on that note, we're gonna wrap this uh uh wrap up this episode aside a uh, wrong podcast, uh geekiest show ever. There we go. That's the one that we're doing here. Um so uh we'll do like we always do. Uh um we will uh out introduce ourselves, so it's well, you're the only other person here, who's, so who's
2: left poor yeah. poor Elisa got taken down by a storm,
0: yeah, Mother Nature just decided to take her out so uh
2: Aww.
0: yeah it sucks. <laughs> well she'll be
2: she'll be back uh not the next time, but the next time after that so. yeah,
0: so next week yeah. she'll it'll be, be drier with, weather it'll be you and me, and I think uh you know we're talking uh, we're gonna talk about uh servers and uh media servers media servers uh file servers, I went on the Last week, music
2: servers, oh my!
0: Yeah, uh, well, could, yeah, some of it falls under that. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk about that next week because I've gone on an excursion and, uh, of different sorts, uh, trying <laughs> out Down a rabbit so. hole. Yeah, so we'll have some stuff to talk about. But uh, so, uh, uh, Melissa, why don't you tell people where people can find out more about you?
2: You can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy or at my website, themacmommy.com.
0: And if you want to find out more about me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman. I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. If you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this show as much as we have. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek.